Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Rade. And I'm Dimitri. And this is Respectfully, a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Before we kick off today's show, let's talk a little bit about how you all can support us in our podcast. If you would like to show support through monetary gifting, you can send donations through Cash App at dollar sign respectfully MT. You can also show us support by sharing our podcast on social media, tagging at respectfully MT, rating the show and writing reviews to let us know you're listening and enjoying the show. Thank you in advance, fam. All right, fam. So today we are talking about the five love languages, which was coined by Dr. Gary Chapman. Um, And the five love languages are different ways of expressing and receiving love. And um, if you guys don't know, you can take a quiz to find out what your love languages are. But in the meantime, we are going to talk to you guys a little bit about what each of them are and how they show up for us and so forth. So the first one is words of affirmation, which are verbal acknowledgments of affection, including frequent I love you's, compliments, words of appreciation, and verbal encouragement. Physical touch is when you feel loved when or by receiving physical signs of affection, including kissing, holding hands, cuddling on the couch, and sex. Gifts giving are the visual symbols of love. It's not about the monetary value, but the symbolic thought behind the item, and the gift giving process is most important. Quality time is the next one, which is actively spending time with your partner with your undivided attention. People who value this love language typically appreciate active listening, eye contact, and full presence, um, the full presence of their partner being prioritized, and it's a hallmark in the relationship. The last one is acts of service, which is when your partner goes out of their way to make your life a bit easier. It's things like cooking meals, bringing you coffee, picking up a prescription, or taking care of you while you're sick. So... Now that we've just moved through these five love languages, let's talk a little bit about the love languages quiz. Demetrik and I both did ours, and we're going to share what our results are. So do you want to hop in here, Demetrik? Sure. So my top or primary love language is quality time. Um, That was not a shock to me. Um, I do enjoy quality time, you know, with my romantic partner, as well as, you know, my platonic uh, relationships in my life. Um, You know, they do give you a percentage. So my percentage was like 33% quality time. And then um, my second one is words of affirmation. And that one was at 30%. Um, then I had um, receiving gifts as the third one, um, which it was 20%. And, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, it's in alignment with, you know, how I approach things and how I, you know, perceive um, the love love that's given unto me. But it was a little shocking um, that physical, because t- quality time is my primary, but physical touch is all the way at the bottom. So I'm like, okay, Demetri, that seems a little contradictory, but at the same time, you know, it prompted a little self-reflection and I'm like, okay, well, um, I don't think, I don't, I don't like, I don't know. I just, touching me, I mean, it just depends on the context. Like I'm a hugger. So when I see you, I'm going to hug you, embrace you, but just like touching me for just to touch me, um, I don't think we vibe with that. You know, I'm okay when I invite people into my space. I'm not saying that I can't be touched, but just people just touching me all willy nilly. Um, I don't think no willy nilly. Yeah, I don't think we like that. Um, but when we spend the quality time together, like you know, cuddling on the couch, like stuff like that, um, that's cool. I feel like that kind of is, you know, embodied in that whole quality time um, love language. But at the same time, it was still a little shocking to see, like Demetri, do you not like being touched? So you know. This is not a therapy session, but I'm going to have to, you know, do a little more reflection and explore that a little (laughs) bit because I'm like, that is like bare minimum. Like if anything, I figure acts of service would be my, Mm -hmm. you know, the fifth one only for the simple fact that, you know, I do like people doing nice things for me, but typically, you know, um, 
I just see things as a task. I'm a checklist person, you know, real type A. So I just get the, the shit done that I need to get done. So somebody jumping in and, and running that errand for me, like I'll appreciate it, but it's not going to be in the same magnitude as I would if they was like, come, you know, chill on the couch with me and let's watch this this movie or this TV show or mm-hmm. let's go out to eat or, you know, let's go for a walk or, you know, together or something like that. Mm-hmm. What about okay. yours? Child, the wild thing is like these things change all the time. But I think these are really based off of the relationship that I'm currently in, or that I'm in. Period. My mm-hmm. marriage, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, because this list is wild to me. So the first one is thirty percent at physical touch. Um, this is only for my husband, okay? Because I don't like to be touched. So there's that. <laughs> and I'm glad, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm glad you said that because if you guys uh, decide, to, if you all decide to take the quiz, there are two different options. You can select mm-hmm. if you're single and you can select if you're in a relationship. So yes. just know that, you know, it's different questions and different things that go along with um, figuring out your, your love languages if you're single versus if you're in an active relationship. But I'm sorry, right. go ahead, friend. <laughs> no, yes. So next one, the second one is, or my second runner up is tied for quality time and acts of service for 23%. Um, my fourth one is words of affirmation at 17. And then my last one is receiving gifts. Um, y'all. Okay. So physical touch. I don't like to be touched, boo. Like I said, this is only for my husband. Quality time, A1. Acts of service, a one, like if you can take something off my list, so I'm not stressed about it. Thank you. I think I've told y'all before, <laughs> like that my husband cooks for us, like heaven sent. Okay, this man is heaven sent <laughs> because I can cook, yes, but do I like to cook? Hell no. Okay, Facts. it's too emotional. It's too strenuous. It makes me anxious. Mm-mm. No. No, mm, I feel and like I don't want to be cooking that. meals like that. Yeah, I don't want to be cooking meals like that. You know, like all stressed out and stuff. I feel like you put that into your food and stuff. I mean, my food be busting because I want it to taste good, <laughs> but still, mm, nah, I'll do without it. He actually enjoys it. It works. Little little side story here. During our, we had like a not a joint bachelor bachelorette experience, but it was at the same time. And every day, the guys, including my husband, cooked for me and my girls every day. Oh, that's awesome. I know, okay, right? catering because to the queens. Whenever we needed to like eat, we just didn't buy anything. We just went to the guys' because they had cooked for us. So Awesome. I love that. Cater yeah. to them queens, fellas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate them so much. Okay, anyway, because <laughs> our, like, our asses, we was like, are we going to eat the food over there? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, y'all. Physical touch only for hubby. Quality time and acts of service always a one. That's all I really got. It's it's not much detail about these too much. Like I think I just appreciate undivided attention um when we are spending time together. Um, just so that we can be present with each other and mm-hmm. taking in an experience. We both have very busy lives outside of our quality time. And so mm-hmm. I think I just take it very seriously with that of um, us having a moment to just be together. And mm-hmm. I think the physical touch kind of comes in with that of us um, spending a good amount of time away from each other due to our work schedules. Um, and so sometimes it'll be that I'm working at home. And he's home, but he's not working anymore. And just to come by and have a kiss or to kind of rub my back or something like that, it feels like affirming to, okay, he's here because we can't sit here and talk for a second. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And acts of service, I already told y'all about that cooking. You know, I'll do, I'm, I'll <laughs> clean, you know, whatever. But, Listen, so, you know, it's so funny because, you know, acts of service, like I said, I thought that would be the last one, but, you know, it's the fourth to, you know, the second to the last one for me or the fourth one. But one thing that will really go a long way with me in this category is cleaning the damn shower. 
and the tub. <laughs> I hate that. I will clean every single thing. I mean, I will get down to the baseboards. Like I'm real, you know, um, ain't a pretender when it comes to my cleaning. So I'll get down with the get down. But baby, that shower and that tub, I just, I don't like that. So, you know, future partner, you got to be okay with cleaning the shower and the, and the tub. You know, it's just... <laughs> It's just too much for me. It's too overwhelming. Mm. It's too. It's just too much that can go on with the tile, and you know you got to get in the growl, and then the t- <laughs> like it's just too much for me. It's too much for me. So oh that's really the biggest thing in that category. Anything else, like I say, I will appreciate you know any type of thing that someone does to take some type of pressure off of me, but it's not typically a requirement of mine because it's my you know my stuff. I got to do. I keep my checklist. You know my pro- you know my calendar. Like I keep myself on task. So things like that um, are appreciated, but not necessarily going to have me r- jumping over the moon. If, yeah, if that I got sense. you. Yeah. yeah, no, like, what else? I'm trying to think of what He does a grocery shopping. Another like one. grocery shopping. I yeah. can't stand it. I can't stand it. He does grocery shopping. Love it for me. Love it for mm-hmm. me. Love it for and him because you know, then he gets the stuff that he want to get. Yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> you want him to cook. <laughs> There's that. It's a win-win, friend. No, it literally is a win-win. And outside of that, like, I'll clean and stuff, but high key, yo, wait till I get some money, money. Like, I'm just going to have a cleaning service. If I can have time that I'm not doing much of household chores, Mm -hmm. and that creates free space for me. Yeah. Listen, I'm all about paying for uh, efficiency and 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 um, less time that I have to do something. I look, I think about that so much, but I'm real territorial what? and real private so with my I. home. So that's the only reason I haven't done it. But trust me, I think about it all the time. Especially, uh, listen, the shower and the tub. Okay, <laughs> and, but once you feel- get it, but once you get a cleaning service, though, you get the same person after that. Like you have know, to kind of but... vet them a little bit, get to know the same person and have them do small rooms at a time. Like you walk them through how you like things to be cleaned when you, when they first come. So. I mean, I get that look. friend, but <laughs> then I was like, okay, maybe if I have them come in, I was like, maybe I just tell them to clean everything, but my room, like my room is off limits, but I need y'all to go in that bathroom and get that tub in the shower, you know? That's so fine. I don't know, friend. We still look, I give it, I got to give it to Jesus. Cause I don't know. Cause <laughs> I don't be, I just don't, you know, I don't even know. Like a lot of people, like you have to be really close to me to come to my house. Like, I just feel like that's my safe space. That's, that's where I'm born, the most vulnerable at peace. So we got to be real close for me to allow you into that space. No, I 1000% feel that. But I think that's why, like, I think that's why it's important to vet whoever you are going to bring in for a cleaning service. Like, Nah, like you need to be asking them some real questions. <laughs> You're about to be in my space for real. I never mind. It's fine. We don't even need to get to that. We can move on. Listen, I was gonna say, <laughs> listen, and let, and let you know, I do. I will prosecute to the fullest extent of the law if something up in here come miss, come up miss, you know. But. <laughs> But it's really, it's not even that. It's, it's you know, of course, you know, that's not the primary reason. But like I said, I just, I don't know, just inviting people into my sacred space. It's just, um, it's a little difficult for me. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So, all right, fam. So before we move further into this discussion about the five love languages, congratulations are in order. Rade and her partner, Ben, just got married, y'all. Congratulations, oh friend. <laughs> I had the pleasure of attending their wedding at the end of August and the wedding was in Miami and it was an entire vibe. Like it was the bomb. Um, Thank you. You know, Ben and Rade, they know how to throw a party. That's all I'm going to say. They know how to throw a party, (laughs) honey. Uh, You know, and uh, Ben um, concocted this drink. Listen, I got to because that drink, woo! Okay. Can we talk about how he gave nobody the recipe except for one person? Oh, for real? Listen, I don't blame him. asking him for his recipe. He gave (laughs) one person the recipe. It was, I don't know. How can I describe the experience of of, of drinking the drink? It was just, it was... (laughs) 
it was levels to it. Like it uh it, it just did so much. Like it uh, you know, ease, you know, get your little laid back, then bam, here goes some energy. Like here now we lit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then, you know, then the second level of lit kick in, and then now you just <sighs> on the dance floor, get me. Just get me. You know, and then I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. So I'm like <laughs> I'm like, okay. So when I said, so I didn't know he had created, I was just happened to be walking by when he was, you know, talking to his family about, you know, the drink. And I was like, oh, so you the reason that we, you know, you the person who we going to blame if we get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And he told me, so, uh-huh. He was like, that's right. And then when I was in, I went inside, then of course I went straight to the drink and got me something. He was like, oh, so you, you drinking it? I was like, of course, you know? I came here, you know, I came to have a good time and look, that it was like two, two, um, alcohols in it, fruit and like you, two or three juices, I think. Uh-uh. It was all alcohol. The only, It was only one juice. But Ooh, did you, uh-uh. did y'all look at, did you look at the like signage that was up there? I did, but I you? thought it was only no, two. You was, um, already, you was already leaning. You don't remember what was in that drink. <laughs> I, I looked at it. I looked Sorry, at it later. before I got it. Before I finished the first cup, I looked at it, but I thought it was more. It was more juices in it than that. I didn't know it was uh-uh. only one juice. It was only, only one juice. That, okay, then that explains so much. All, mm-hmm. But I guess you know I was a little lit because all I remember seeing was rum, tequila, and then I remember the cherries, the pineapples, <laughs> and. <laughs> I knew it was a, a, a juicy, and look, oh I was like, God. "Okay, let's try it," you know. And oh it was gosh. it was a whole party. I um, think what's funny about it is like that drink. We named it the Hard Knocks because you know the last name, but we mm. named it the Hard Knock. But Hashtag and look at what it did. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that hashtag. I was like, that now that is just that was it was that was everything. Ha- tying the knots, like just to play on words, like that was just perfect. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, the wedding. Okay, friend. So talk to us, you know, about what were some of your favorite moments on your wedding day? Why are you doing this to me? Uh, because I had okay. to, but I want you, friend. I want you that I was going to do this. All right. <laughs> I didn't know that we were going to have this part, and I should have looked at this. All right. So, <laughs> favorite moments of um, the wedding. Let's start off by saying that I'm glad it's over, but I'm very happy that it happened. <laughs> Let's start Amen. there. <laughs> um, so, favorite moments. Uh, when I think about... The wedding, I don't just think about the ceremonial aspect and the reception. Mm-hmm. I think about the full day as the bride because it was so much throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So I think some of my favorite moments was definitely like getting ready with all of my like closest people, my sister, my best friends, Aww. my mom, you know, like, um, my cousin did the girls' makeup, just like and and reconnecting with her, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my other cousins surprised me, Jade. She surprised me at the wedding because she had gone off of work. That was another one of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like small moments like that, I was able to have with Ben throughout the wedding, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. during the cake cutting. Um, just for us to have little moments together because throughout the wedding, I think it was, of course we would find each other every now and then, but Mm -hmm. it was a celebration of just like the joining of family. So we were spending a lot of time with our families, especially being in Colorado, Mm -hmm. not seeing them often. It was just like good to kind of see everybody and stuff like that. So another of my favorite moments was me taking a moment to kind of step back while in the room and just seeing everybody like intermingle. Mm-hmm. and see everybody just kind of meshing so well together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I really feel like, oh, and then also seeing all of my decor come to life. That was another thing. Yeah. Like, when I it saw it, I was like, beautiful. oh, yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, favorite moments. I mean, we can fast forward because, like, really favorite mo- moment was, like, honeymoon. But, Gotcha. Yeah. I listen, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but just again, full day, because even after the wedding, we had a little we had our moment of everybody wanted to just came to my mom's house. 
And it was Another just vibe. all good vibes and just a very informal way of us to just be and spend time and love mm-hmm. on each other and mm-hmm. all of those things. Like that was another just amazing moment. And I think um, being out there and seeing my grandma, because my grandma was out there when I got there, um, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, my heart is so full because she couldn't be at the wedding. So mm-hmm. yeah. awesome. Awesome. So. It was just all of it, honey, from start to finish. It was, it was just amazing. Um, and you know, seeing you and Ben um, connect in that way to kind of see your love, you know, in real life, you know, manifestation. Mm-hmm. It was just beautiful. And then, you know, um, I don't know. It's just, it was just like everything and everyone the energy, the vibe, it all just meshed well together. And, you know, like I was telling you when we were talking, you know, offline that, you know, ultimately it was, everybody's energy was just so matched and meshed so well. Like I didn't know whose family was whose family until they were introducing themselves as such. You know what I mean? So that is, I think that's a blessing, you know, for Mm -hmm. all of y'all people to get along with, each other like that yeah. and to vibe with each other like that it's just it's just amazing um it was definitely um a beautiful experience to participate in and to to experience um you know to witness should i say so i actually have a question um so during the ceremony you and ben did jump the broom which is mm-hmm. you know a, a cultural tradition but there was yeah. another there were other aspects of you know cultural tradition that went into your ceremony can you share that with us Sure um so we also had Y'all should see her face y'all she's knots. like Demetra you asking me too many questions about this <laughs> wedding <laughs> Oh my god It was beautiful it's... friend we have to talk about it I guess <laughs> So it was, we also had the, um, not tying ceremony, um, which is the, uh, the knot of three strands. And so what this is a symbol of is the, um, idea that you keep God in the middle of your marriage, right? So you have Mm -hmm. the two of you, Holy Spirit or God, but Holy Spirit, whichever you want to say, um, and you create a braid together. And ultimately, this is like the bonding of a marriage is through the knot of maintaining this spiritual aspect. Me and my husband are not religious people by far, um, but there is still a very important piece to our spirituality on a very mm-hmm. individual level, not even just a couple, but very Absolutely. individual level that we take seriously. And mm-hmm. for it's interesting because I think for us, I think uh, in different spaces of our spirituality that not tying ceremony or that uh, the three strand ceremony, um, it could have resonated so differently for both of us, but it was still that binding aspect. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I had never seen it before, but then it just, see how it all ties back together to hashtag time the knots and y'all literally yeah. tying knots. And like, it was just, it was an experience, yeah. honey. It was, it was definitely something to behold. Um, yeah. That was, that okay. was Ben's, that was Ben's idea with the knot tying ceremony. Okay, Ben, come I through. I was going to do like, yeah, no, like my, I think my suggestion at the time was like, um, the pouring of the sands, which is mm-hmm. the melding of two lives together, right? Um, right. Mm-hmm. Still recognizing that you're individual people, but you're coming together as one. Um, right. And this, uh, he brought up because of the spiritual aspect of this. Still, you guys right. are coming together as one, but with the binding of spirituality to move that. I love that. Which is true. I love because that. Because mm-hmm. child, in spiritual way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just leave okay. it there. Okay. One, okay. One more question. Oh, go ahead. Okay, you know, you fine. Go ahead and ask a question because I got something. Oh, gosh. Okay, but anyway, so last last question that I'm going to ask about the, the wedding. Um, what advice would you give to couples planning a wedding? Oh, okay. Well, so then before this question, then let me ask you my question. <laughs> so I see how you're trying to sweep past the fact that you got the garter. <laughs> I knew you was gonna go there. I knew so, you was gonna Demetra go there. So caught the garter. How we feel about that? And is our next husband like on the clock yet, or what? 
Okay, so first of all, ain't nobody on the clock but me. I'm the only employee at this time, but that's okay because I I enjoy, I have a good employee. But first of all, it was it was so fun and it was funny. Um, but at the same time, I feel like, and this to to the fellas that was in attendance, I feel like y'all set me up. So Charlie when watched I, it. <laughs> Yes. And then so now mind you, uh fam, I went all the way to the back. Like it was a lot of men dudes out there. I went all the way to the back because I did not want to catch it, but I'm gonna participate because you know that's what's going on at the and you know at the reception. So it I see I see being throw it. And I just see, they ain't nobody hands going up. I'm like, well, what's happening? And Lord, all I see was the garter belt just slowly coming towards me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Lord. I was like, Demetri, you cannot try to catch it. And, you know, but it, it slightly slipped through my hands. And then, I, you know, I, I I grabbed it. But I feel like they set me up. But it was they it did. was fun. It, it, I, yeah, they definitely set me up. But they it did. was fun. And um, it just added to to that experience and um, just kind of, you know, laughing with you and being and sharing that moment. That's that it was gold. Um, but, but listen, but like I said, ain't, no, ain't no employees over here. But me. You hear my mama cracking up. That when you <laughs> caught it, she's almost some. That means you had me cracking up. As soon as you called it, almost some shit. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and when I did, I was still behind everybody, but I didn't know. I thought that was it. You know how you it just, you know, you have a thought in your head. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it came out externally, but that was Again. like in my head, like, shit. Again, you were already leaning. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I was leaning. But I, I, but I was intentional about where I stood so that I wouldn't catch it. But they just stood there. That, okay, no. fellas, I got you. One of them walked off when they saw it thrown. The other one just watched it, looked over, watched it go to the bed. Like, they didn't lift their hand, nothing. Well, on the other hand, the ladies freaking knocking each other over to catch the bouquet. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Look, they was not playing by that bouquet. Oh, my God. Dead. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, um, advice to couples planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I should be in a place to answer this, but the way my attitude is set up. I'm screaming. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So long story short, if you can have a small wedding, please do it. There's that. Um, But if you are going to have a bigger wedding and you have choose people to be in your bridal party that you know are going to be present for you, helpful for you. Um, and a part of the experience, because one thing I will say is that if I did not have my bridesmaids, my maiden matron of honor, my mom, um, some of her really close friends, like if I didn't have them, I don't know what this wedding experience would have been like. Like it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was in another mm-hmm. state trying to plan. And so it was good to have people on the ground. It was good to have people to vent to, you know, all of that. But Even still, like the day of, you know, all of the groomsmen, how helpful they were and, you know, and all of those things. So choose a bridal party that will be present for you and helpful because there are a lot of intricate pieces that go into wedding planning um, that I think can, that I know can become very overwhelming and um, you just need help. You need help and choose Mm -hmm. people that you trust to help you. Gotcha. To get it done. Someone that you don't have to look over their shoulder, micromanage, all of those things. Because mm-hmm. I would give stuff to my people, my mom, my bridesmaids, whoever, and just let them do it. Because they already knew what my vision was and whatever. Right. Um, other advice during the wedding planning is make sure that you are still dating your partner throughout this process. Um, that's, that was a really big thing that me and Ben were trying to do is still make sure that we were being attentive to each other throughout this wedding planning process. I did the bulk of the wedding planning. And so I really appreciated getting random texts that was like, Hey, be ready by seven or be ready by six 30. We want to dip, you know, whatever, because it was also still like, okay, still be present in this because it's very easy to get lost in the sauce when you have so many details to be looking through. And mm-hmm. when you're like Demetri and I and constantly got a freaking checklist, like, I was going through that checklist in my sleep at times. So, yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, I just think 
I was told the night before, try to get a good night's sleep. I honestly don't think I did. I was so calm <laughs> the <laughs> the day of, the night before, all of that stuff or whatever. I didn't because I was just up talking with um, one of my best friends, my matron of honor, and um, a homegirl of mine. And we were just chilling. And my mom was looking for stuff. Like, it was just, it was, <laughs> it was chill. And I just... Mm, Try to be present for it. Try not to get caught up in get the details. Get so lost in the sauce of the details, mm-hmm. even though it's hard to not do that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing and, that, friend. Oh, plan an amazing honeymoon. If you're going to do a huge thing, plan an amazing honeymoon, please. Mm, hashtag they went to Belize, y'all. Wow. Not the business. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm spilling oh all God. the tea today. I'm spilling all the tea because you know, um, I, you know, our friend Rade is a little modest, um, and she don't <laughs> like people in her business, so she gonna give you as little details as possible. Oh. Um, but I'm gonna <laughs> give y'all the tea, okay? You <laughs> fake. <No. laughs> oh it was just beautiful. It was just wonderful, and you know, my friend is modest, y'all, but it was it was so beautiful. Um, and I was happy to be a part of it. So thank you for thank you and you. Ben for inviting me. Um, of course, thanks I was for glad being there. That I was able to be there. Me too. Oh. Okay, so fam, back to the five love languages. So you know, we know that the five love languages are meant to help you and your loved ones understand the best way to express your love and care for one another in a way that you both receive it. So just a little note about that. You know, the importance of knowing and understanding your you and your partner's love languages is the fact that typically the way that we automatically extend our love to someone else is based on our own love language and not always based on the our partner's love language. So by you understanding what your love language is and understanding what your partner's is, you can then turn, in turn, display the love for your partner in the way that they receive it. So just to give you an example, my my primary love language is quality time. So, you know, until I understand what my partner or my loved ones, I'm sorry, uh, primary love language is, then I'm going to think that automatically that theirs is the same as mine. So I'm thinking that by spending quality time with this person, is, you know, showing them love, but that's how I communicate my love. So I need to figure out exactly what theirs is to ensure that, you know, we're on the same wavelength and my and my partner or my loved one is receiving the love that I intend for them to to feel. Um so with that, friend, have you ever noticed any changes in your love languages? And if so, what were they? Uh yeah, definitely. So I think I made a little note about this towards the beginning, but um, so my love languages have definitely changed. They, I think we may have said this in previous episodes, but your love languages will change over time. As right. our values shift, as our priorities of our values shift, they will be modified. Mm-hmm. Um, as your relationships shift, those will change as well. Um, right. So let me be very clear. I'm a girl that needs all the love languages. Like, sure, we can talk about which one was higher, but um, <laughs> I need them all. Hello. I need them all. Um, so let's let's make that very clear so yeah my my love languages have changed uh words of affirmation used to be at the top all the time all the time Mm -hmm. and what i like to tell people just even as a therapist is to um to be mindful of whatever your top your primary love language is for let's say the first time you're doing this kind of quiz things like that especially when you're looking at like if you're single uh, please pay attention to this because whatever your love language is, that is the same way that you get hurt the easiest. Okay. Mm, good and point, friend. So my love language used to be words of affirmation. And I think um, Dimitri and I have talked about this before, maybe in that perf- that episode about perfectionism and things like that. Um, and with words of affirmation, I used to need them, need the praise so much so or just need the affirmation of someone's presence <clears throat> through their words so much so that the negative words would impact me just as much, probably even more. So mm-hmm. if that person gave me negative feedback, all of the positive stuff was completely discounted, even if they did give mm-hmm. me those words of affirmation. So um, that's a huge change because now words of affirmation is at the bottom. It's the fourth, it's 17%. Um, mm. with physical touch being at the top, physical touch used to be my last one. Mm. 
Um, so that's a huge one. Quality time, acts of service have always been second and third for me. Um, mm-hmm. And then gift giving, physical touch kind of was always interchangeable. Um, but because I'm not, I haven't always been a gifts kind of girl. But, mm-hmm. you know, as time has changed, I can still do a few gifts in there. Period. You know? Yeah. Love flowers. You know, simple. Let me know mm-hmm. thinking about me kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah. That's like really the only the the big changes. Um, and I think like when it comes to like friendships kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. words of affirmation and quality time are still like at the very top um, mm-hmm. of my of my list. Like mm-hmm. physical touch isn't really it unless you're super close to me. Then we'll like I'll we'll hug. But that's all we pretty much got. <laughs> my friend said, but that's pre- uh, pretty much all you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> But but I, I, I can relate to that. So with mine, it's been, you know, over time, it kind of, my primary one kind of teeters back and forth between quality time and words of affirmation. Um, mm-hmm. So that wasn't a shock. And, you know, with words of affirmation, um, for me, don't just be saying stuff because, you know, I like it. I want it to, like, it's, it's, it's the mm-hmm. quality the heart. over the quantity. And it's mm-hmm. and basically, I want the meaningful part of that. I don't want you just to say, "Oh, you look nice," or you know, because you think I like quote unquote like compliments. Is words of affirmation is is more about that those meaningful statements that express how you feel about the person in front of you. Um, other than that, um, receiving gifts used to be my last one, but surprisingly, it's my third one now. And you know, I'm so glad that you kind of explained in the beginning how it's not about the materialistic part of it, but more so the thought behind it. Like if you, you know, right. for me, it could be my favorite bag of chips, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. it could be, you know, my favorite snack or candy or whatever the case may be, something simply small, um, you know, for this, but Overall, for me, it's the fact that you took time out of your day to think about me enough to get me something. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily about the gift itself, but the meaning behind the gift. Um, you know, physical touch used to be a lot higher, but <clears throat> now all of a sudden it's at the bottom. So, you know, I um, I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm a hugger, but just kind of touching me. All willy nilly, we uh, we don't like that. Wait, um, you're a hugger, like friendship hugger, or like when you're in a relationship, you actually like to hug your partner. Okay, so so it varies. So I took the single one, so I'm I, you know ultimately I'm pretty sure some of the oh, questions okay. or the structure of the okay, questions okay. are different. But yeah, so in a friendship, um, if we're really close, um, I'll hug you every time I see you. You know, I'll embrace you every time you know I see you. Um. In a romantic relationship, it's it's kind of the same for me. Like it will be more um like I would initiate, I will initiate more physical touch, but not on a level to where you like where I, you feel where I feel like I'm touching you all the time. Right. Cause that's just not second nature. Like, you know, I'll I'll frequently, you know, there'll be some frequent um uh, physical touch, but it's not primary on my list. Like I'm going to, you know. Well, I mean, ultimately, if that is your love language, then I'll figure out how to interweave that into the situation. But ultimately, that's just not primary on my list. Um, but like I say, I feel like with quality time, depending on whether or not in a platonic situation, quality time, there's not going to be much phys- physical touch unless like, you know, I'm just getting there and I'm embracing you or I'm leaving and I'm embracing you. But in a romantic relationship, I feel like physical touch is interweaved in quality time. Like if we are, you know, out and about and we, you know, hold each other's hands or, you know, we sit really close to each other, lean on each other, things like that. I feel like that kind of is interweaved into quality time. But, you know, from a single person, platonic perspective, we ain't just going to be touching. (laughs) <laughs> we're just not gonna be touching like i mean you know like i said i'll hug you but that's you know pretty much the extent and i'll give a kiss on the cheek every now and then depending on who it is or how long it's been since we've seen each other but um that's the most that we gonna we're gonna do in that area um <laughs> that's just i don't know but and actually i wanted to ask this earlier but now we have an opportunity because we both don't like to be touched, friend. And I said that this wasn't going to turn into a therapy session, but why do you think that is? Why do you think you don't like to be Oh, touched? I know where mine is from. <laughs> My friend was I like, oh, I know. From. Yeah, no. 
So physical touch for me has been, first of all, I think there a part of this for me is for Miami. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's be real. There's mm-hmm. this thing where like we will, you know, do the kiss on the cheek, right? Without like actually kissing your cheek, just kind of cheek to cheek. And gotcha. you'll make the kissy sound, right? Mm-hmm. But to actually embrace somebody is not really a thing, even familial-wise. Like with my family, mm-hmm. we wouldn't just, I don't think that's, that didn't start to happen like with my parents, my siblings or whatever until I left for school and came back. So when I come back, mm-hmm. okay, now we give hugs because I'm not seeing you every day. But for mm-hmm. instance, if I saw my grandma or whatever, my grandma was always like, give me a hug. I could see her every day give her a mm-hmm. hug and a kiss, right? That mm-hmm. was, I think that was the only person that I was doing that with growing up. Outside gotcha. of that, you know, we would say, hey, bye, maybe I'll love you here and there, whatever, but not much physical touch. Mm-hmm. Um, My mom would kind of do it here and there or whatever, but it, I think it always weirded us out. We'd be like, girl, like, you know, kind of trying to get out of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, because it was just, it didn't feel like the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so... And then also to just, like I said, the my whole being in Miami thing, it's very like, you don't hug people. And I think the actual embrace, it puts me in a position where like, if you hugging me too long, it gets uncomfortable. And I, I, now I can't just move away when I'm ready because mm. you're literally have your arms wrapped around me. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't even like when people are too close to me, like the six foot rule, like my day was already doing that before COVID. <laughs> Um, like when people are standing really close to me in a line, I think that's the yeah, way I can stand airports and stuff. Like people are standing yeah. really close to me in a line. Like I legit would be that person that turned around and be like, Hey, can you move back a little bit? Like, I genuinely don't like that. Like it feels mm-hmm. like you're in my bubble. Personal space. Yes. Not it. And it's like, people don't have a, like a spatial barometer for, and that's weird for me, but same to each their own. What about you? Why do you think it is for you? Um, Much for the reason that you said. Really, it just wasn't a lot of um, physical touch growing up. You know what I mean? So not doing it, like you said, became the norm. But it was more present um, in times where you needed comfort. Now, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. especially from my grandmother um, and my mom, you know, but primarily my grandmother, like if I was sad or I felt hurt, then there's some embrace going on. There's some mm-hmm, comforting mm-hmm. going on. So it was present then, but any time outside of that, just because it just, we just, it wasn't a lot of embracing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it became the norm. Um, and I think that over time, you know, since that was the, you know, what happened growing up, I think I just stuck with it. Like I, cause like I said, if I care about you, I'll hug you and I'll embrace you and, and things like that. But I'm just not, I feel like to touch me, <laughs> I know this is probably gonna sound weird, but whatever, don't care. Um, to, to touch me is, it, I don't know, it has to be welcomed mm-hmm. and that, you know, and it has to be, um, on my terms. And I feel like, you know, that's fair because it's my space. It's my body. You know what I mean? But I feel that that is a, to just touch me in a way that's when I don't ask for it and you are touching me, I feel like it has to be some meaning behind it. It has to be some context behind it. Cause why are you touching me? Yeah, no, now, I'm not rude. <laughs> so I'm not rude enough to say that in person. <laughs> Many people that I know now, people that I don't know touching me, like I still won't just like, why are you touching me? But I'll look, you know, a certain way because, you know, but more so like shock to let them know like, hey, okay, you're touching me. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's real personal. Like to touch me is very personal. And, mm-hmm. you know, in order for you to have a... um less limits on being able to touch me, you have to be really close to me. But if we're not close, then there's definitely a barrier. Um, like right at that bubble, I'm gonna need you to stay back. And um don't just don't touch me. I don't know. I just don't mm-mm. I have literally told people don't touch me. Like if they put a hand on me or something, like on my mm-hmm. arm or whatever, I'm like, please don't touch me. Like I will let them know, like don't mm-mm. well friend, you know you way you way more you know unbothered <laughs> like, in that way than me. <laughs> I need us to get to that, like, 
immediately because I need you to remove whatever hand you have on me. Mm -hmm. I think there is, outside of my husband, there is one other person that I just feel like just touches me all willingly. I'm like, oh my God. But, and I try not to be super annoyed by it. And it's my best friend, Tia, because she is always touching. And it doesn't matter. She just touch people. I'm like, Tia, why are you always touching me? <laughs> she don't care. She'd be like, oh, girl, because, and like, touch me more. So, like, she cares it. less. She does not care. But yeah. shout out to so, Tia. Shout out to Tia. No, facts. Shout out to Tia Sweezy, y'all. All right, anyway. So, <laughs> So what is the love language that you feel you struggle with providing to others the most? Uh, physical like touch. Right. <laughs> physical touch because not that I can't do it, but it's just, like I say, it's not in the forefront of my mind because it's not my, it's at the bottom of my love language list. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's at the bottom of my priority list because I feel like all of the other things is how I show my love, but because, you know, we have this awareness and, you know, you take the time to understand and learn your love languages and those around you, then you'll be able to connect with them in a more deeper and more meaningful way, because now I can communicate my love to you in a way that you, that you're guaranteed to receive it. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me personally, don't just be touching me, but um but if that's, you know, the person who I care about or one of my loved ones, uh, primary love language, then I'll make sure that, you know, maybe I'll give you, you know, more hugs or yeah. maybe I will, you know, give you some more high fives or fist bumps or, you know, just embrace you just more, more often to ensure that, you know, mm-hmm. that you're loved. Um, mine, I think just day-to-day life is also a physical touch that I think Mm -hmm. I have struggled with providing the most, like over time, even with Mm -hmm. my partner now, I think it's increased the physical touch at this time because that is more of his primary love language. And it has been, I think we kind of swapped now one of his is Mm -hmm. like words of affirmation at the top and mine is physical touch where, yeah. So, which is really cool to me, but even still, um, I'm a person that retreats and withdraws when I feel like maybe, um, upset, sad, hurt by something that someone did. And so mm-hmm. I retreat and physical touch becomes like an absolute no-go um, mm-hmm. for anybody. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that it's a huge struggle for me. Like I legit will like, if I'm in the same space with somebody that I even got into something with or just going back and forth, I will like kind of find a, a corner, like a I will mm-hmm. be far, as far as I can get like, moving my body it's it's the oddest thing because i don't feel like i have much control over that gotcha okay and i was trying not to put all my business out in the streets but (laughs) it's so funny you said that because when i am in the height of an emotion whether it's sadness frustration whatever it is when i am in a vulnerable space emotionally i don't like don't rub my back like i don't like that um I just, you know, but I feel like for me, it's, I'm not going to be like, don't touch me. Like if you do it, but you know, I'm going to (laughs) put a little space between us, but not in a way that's so blatant that it is hurtful or seen as rejection to the other person. But that's just discomfort for me. I feel that when I'm in a heightened emotional state that I need to ground myself first before someone intervenes. Um, I've always been like that. You know, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's uncomfortable, me being uncomfortable with emotions or receiving physical touch or comfort. I just feel that that's just my process. I need to figure out why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling and process it myself and ground myself before I invite someone else into that space. Like yeah, I need yeah. to understand it first before I invite someone into to comfort, you know, and to to mm-hmm. connect with them if that's something that I choose to do. Yeah, touch is a, a, an exchange of energy. And I think that's right. where my creating that physical distance when I feel like negative emotions or things mm-hmm. like that are coming up. And I think that's, I think it's great that you just said that because I'm thinking about, you know, when you need to ground yourself, you know your steps, you know your processes to grounding yourself through that emotion. But I think about some clients too when they're in like a state of, uh, catharsis or um, which is just y'all an a, extreme state of emotion or sadness mm-hmm. um, that they feel ungrounded and somewhat aloof because of that emotion. 
Right. Um, so they can't be present. And oftentimes right. I will ask them, can I touch you? Because if I'm the person that's grounded, if I can touch them, this is an exchange of energy that kind of brings them back to the present. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes I, I may touch their arm. I may hold their hand, um, their knee, something like that, if it's a mm-hmm. woman. Um, mm-hmm. And those kind of things really help to to ground. But I completely understand what you're saying, Demetri, because if you already have your grounding process, somebody touching you, you probably taking on some of their stuff that you don't need mm-hmm. right whereas mm-hmm. like when i'm in a therapeutic setting i know what my role is and right. i know my exchange of energy will purposely bring them back to the present rather than in in their their trauma state that they're currently in so yes yeah. okay well, well okay so that that brings me to another question do you feel like you know because i don't touch my clients um but i have hugged uh, you know a couple of clients before at their mm-hmm. initiation um mm-hmm. but the one thing about working with kids you're gonna be touched all, yeah, uh, often, all the time you know yeah. yes like literally um you know when i'm at a school um like literally kids who I work with, like I'll just be walking out of my own business and literally I'll just feel someone hug, hug like you. hug me, hit me and <laughs> hug me. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what the hell? But then I <laughs> then I look down and it's a whole child. So I'm Aww. like, okay, Demetri, we are in a setting um, where kids are going to hug you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to get used to that people just randomly running up to me and hugging me. Like, you know, um, like I know them. Like I'm not just being hugged by yeah, people I yeah. don't know. But just... It happening at random times. Like I'm on a mission. I'm coming from the printer, going back to the office, and all of a sudden I just feel bam into my leg <laughs> and look down, and it's just a whole child hugging me. Oh. And I'm like, okay. But it's, kids it's so different. It it's is so different, different, but that's what innocent. I'm saying. That yeah, so to me, that's a time that I, you know, that I would um not have a strict boundary. But when mm-hmm. it comes to adults, like, you know, if I have a client that's a hugger, like, listen, okay, we can hug. But we not. I'm not gonna hug you every time. Like we, we just can't be. I don't know. I just feel like I, and I think that could be me personally, uh, the personal part of it. Like we, I just we not we not gonna hug. Like although there oh. is a therapeutic relationship, but there's still boundaries. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And hugging someone and embracing someone is very, very personal. Yeah. Um, and I, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but I just try to. Um, be mindful. But if I do feel the need to, you know, console a client or like, you know, rub their shoulder, put my hand on their shoulder, let them know that they're not alone, then definitely, you know, I would go about it the way that Rod Day said, and that's to ask for permission. Yeah. Uh, because you never know how someone receives being touched, okay. especially yeah. in a, a heightened emotional state. Mm-hmm. So for clarification here, so like I said, it's in a state of catharsis. And in those moments, I'm not consoling my client. I'm literally trying to ground them because when they're in that state of catharsis, they are probably wailing. They are probably yeah. going on a mm-hmm. tangent about their trauma, whatever. Right. I am placing a hand on them, like one hand. Um, and it's not super mm-hmm. stiff, but it is still, it's intentional. And right. the other times that I have hugged clients, and this is in a community correction setting where um, every client in there has trauma history. They're, they're in corrections. So mm-hmm. um, when we would be working through, especially um, I had a group called Seeking Safety. So it's all about understanding your trauma and working through it and healing it. And so when we would do um, a trauma exercise, um, <laughs> the uh, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about the what my clients would call it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> regardless, they they hated it, but loved the exercise because they felt uh, something lifted off of them. But it's a hard process. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember the exercise that we had to do in group, um, the circle exercise where we had to walk in the circle and then kind of move through the process using props and things like that. Oh, yes. Do you yes. remember that? OK, mm-hmm. so um, I used that and I and I constructed in a for a trauma uh, group. And Look so, at you. OK, friend. In the midst, <laughs> in the midst of using that. Um, at the end of it, when we were all coming back to um, decompress um, mm-hmm. and regulate ourselves, all of those things, at the very, very end, when we had done our deep breathing and stuff like that, I and it was an all-male group, I would ask them if I could hug them. Because what my intention was, was to allow any of those things, those heavy burdens that you're feeling, pass them to me through this hug. Mm-hmm. Okay, This is an exchange. Mm-hmm. And this is what this moment is for. Mm-hmm. And 
and I would ask them and all of them were okay with it at that point because we had been so open and raw and right. all of this stuff mm-hmm. had happened at this point. Um, and so, yeah. So ultimately, that's when I would hug a client was when I was asking them to pass on something to me that they no longer felt like they needed to carry. And mm, I love to carry. that, friend. I that love that. Other than that, it was a touch to bring them back to, to grounding. We don't. Right. I don't know. Almost kind of like hugging. just pulling them out of it. Yeah, no. I, first of yeah. all, you just not hugging anybody, just a hug. No. Okay. <laughs> so I already know that. So I know that it's definitely intentional and there's a deeper purpose to it if Rade is uh, asking to hug you. Okay. Yeah. So, but no, but I think that's that's great. That was a, that's a, sounds like a good intervention and um, sounds very beneficial. To, yeah. to a client in that space. Good. Awesome, so, yeah. friend. I like that. We would do that. <laughs> okay. So, chugging along, fam. Now it's time for our Therapist Hats Off segment of the podcast. Before we get started with this segment, we just want to remind you to send all of your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Dimitri, do you have the first question? Yes. So the first question says, I told my fiance that I want to receive more high-end gifts He responded by calling me materialistic and told me that he doesn't want to be with someone who wants those kinds of things. Am I wrong for asking for this out of the blue, especially when we didn't start our relationship with buying expensive things? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, um, you know, I mean, sure, this could be materialistic because it's a high end thing, like Mm -hmm. whatever, but we don't have to have a negative connotation to that. The other side of this is um, if he doesn't want to be with someone that wants those kind of things, then uh, I'm not. Listen, I need to quote the read on this girl, like break up with him. (laughs) But regardless regardless of this, like I also, though, like I think there has or there can be conversations about um, the importance of why you're asking for those things and understanding that things are not always going to be the same within your relationship. And those things, these things are going to change. And maybe you may not want this, but down the line now you do. And I mean, like if he expects to be in a long-term relationship or I'm sorry, I'm yeah. He, if he expects to be in a long-term relationship, then this is going to come with whoever he is with um, period which is that things mm-hmm. are going to change and that you're going to ask for things that are out of the blue because mm-hmm. you, I'm pretty sure you're not the same person that you were when you guys started dating. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it just, you know, I, I don't feel like, no, I don't feel like you're wrong for asking for this out of the blue. I do think that he can be a bit more open-minded. And I think that you also have to give him a little bit more time to understand this shift. But I don't think that he should just be closed off to this very rigid boundary of I don't want to be with someone that wants those kind of things. Um, Because high key, it also sounds like his pride might be getting in the way. And Mm. so be intentional, though, too, about not asking for things that, you know, your man pockets. So be intentional about not asking for things that are out of his price range. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. Yeah, I um, hashtag retweet. but first, I guess, you know, first let's let's talk about the high end part. So what what do you mean what are these high end gifts that you would like more of? Are we talking about, you know, like a Michael Kors purse? We talk about a Michael Kors watch. I don't know why I'm just saying Michael Kors, but basically I'm just saying <laughs> basically, you know, <laughs> is that are we talking about those things? Or you want a car, you want a ring, you want a necklace. And then like right, they say, like, first of all, like it's okay to want these things and to let your needs be known, but can he afford it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then also asking him, okay, why does he feel that way? Why does he feel so strongly about it to where mm-hmm. he's he's willing to potentially walk away from a relationship because of that? Because ultimately it could be, you know, some past relationship trauma. It could be some childhood trauma. It could just be something that he's experienced that makes him feel that way. Now, I think the key here is to make sure that you're explaining that it's not that you're trying to replace all of the gifts that he gives you with more high end things that you're just saying that you want uh, more of a variety of things. Now, mm. you yes, know, another way to to go about it is, you know, it's almost like Christmas. What's on your <laughs> list? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll tell you something. It, this may sound real um, methodic, 
methodical or whatever, but it worked for us. So in my past relationship, you know, something that we're both indecisive, we're both, you know, simple in a way that we we appreciate the meaning of the gift um, based on the thought. So it didn't matter the price, yada, yada, yada. So what we did is we um, created these lists on Amazon with all of the things, yes, all of the Mm -hmm. things that we liked. And then we shared it with each other. So whenever something would come about or it's just uh, just because gift, it's a birthday, you know, Valentine's Day, Christmas, whatever the case may be, then it took the guessing game out of it. And then I was able to Mm -hmm. go directly to um, that list and literally purchase something that I know my partner wants and is going to love and enjoy and it won't basically go to waste if it's not something that they really wanted. Now, depending on what type of high-end items you want, that's not going to be on Amazon, but there are other online um, applications or platforms that will allow you to create a wish list um, that can be accessed um, through a link. So that way you can put all of the different things on there. And then that way, you know, your partner has something to pull from. And then, you know, your definition of high end and his definition of high end could be two completely different things. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I think the key here is really to figure out why he feels that way, that it's a big enough issue to walk away from the relationship. And then also, um, you know, letting him know that you're not trying to replace what he's already doing. You're just asking for, um, it's a supplement or an addition or an expansion of what he's already doing, but um, maybe that might work um, in that situation, but that's all I got. <laughs> I hope he hears you, girl, with that, or I don't know if you're a girl or not, but I hope he hears you with regard to, like, you're not trying to replace what he's already doing or you're not saying what he's doing isn't enough, like Dimitri right. was saying. I think that's a huge, huge piece because maybe that is what's coming up that made him make this comment about, I don't want to be with someone that wants those kind of things. Right. Um, because, yeah, maybe you hurt his feelings by asking for the high-end things, but you never know. Okay. Right. So, next question. I really don't enjoy being touched, but my girlfriend loves physical touch. How do I let her know that I want to be touched less? Oh, so sound like uh, your uh, um, listener that your fifth uh, love language is physical touch like mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, the first word that comes to mind is compromise, you know, but I think, you know, if you guys have not, you know, done the five love languages, then I recommend that you do the five love languages quiz so that you can share it with each other and then talk about it so that your girlfriend knows that hers is could be physical. Her primary could be physical touch, but yours may be acts of service. So having that discussion and that understanding of what your love language is will allow your, um, your girlfriend to approach it in a way that she's, when she's, touching that she knows that it's because that's her primary love language, but also knowing that it's not yours. So she will then in turn um, potentially touch you less. And then also she'll make sure that she's communicating your love language to you on a regular basis. Um, but like I said, to me, the, the the primary word that pops up is compromise. And sometimes you got to take one for the team, especially if this is someone you want to spend the rest of your life with. Is it really... When I, I guess I'm going to say it. Is it really that serious that she touched you a few more times that you don't necessarily like mm-hmm. versus walking away from a relationship if this is something long term that you want to um, remain in? But, you know, and also just kind of look at, you know, the reasons why you don't like to be touched as much to understand if, you know, there's some adjustment required there or is it just a matter of saying, hey, babe, you know, I just, um, it makes me feel uncomfortable sometimes and it's not you. It's just how, you know, it's just a part of who I am, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, I don't know the vibe I'm getting. is just, you know, compromise and, and having that discussion and figuring out what your, um, both of your love languages are so that you're on the same page with how you're communicating love to each other. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much to add to that. I guess the only thing is again, to reiterate, make sure you find out if there's a reason why, you don't like to be touched, you know, mm-hmm. as much. Um, and two, it could also be the places that she is touching you. So maybe um, you guys kind of yeah, redirect where that touches. Maybe that you guys need mm-hmm. to start with holding hands or um, touching mostly when you're in bed, like cuddling when you're sleeping mm-hmm. or watching TV um, mm-hmm. on the couch or just things like that. 
Um, maybe it's that she's touching you in public and you probably need more of this behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So try to figure that piece out. Um, but retweet to everything that Dimitri just said. Great point, friend. I think you made a, a really good point in, you know, um, figuring out exactly what it is. Like you said, it could be in public, you know, but also if you fill your girlfriend's cup up in the way that she receives love, which is obviously, you know, most likely physical touch. If you are more intentional with giving it to her, she also may not seek it from you as much. So kind of take that into consideration that she may touch you a lot more because you may not be initiating it um, from your end um, as often. So that could also be a a variable there. Um, Okay. Well, all right, fam, time for our love lesson of the week. Love offers an intangible connection, especially when it is intentional and equally yoked. In any relationship, be steadfast in loving each other the way that you want to be loved and how you receive that love. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam. Remember to follow us on Instagram at respectfullymt and send your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Until next time, fam. Peace, y'all. Respectfully. 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 Respectfully, Respectfully, a melanated therapist. therapist.